Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe Podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world and it's time. So let's do this. In today's episode, I have author and life designer, Julie Riesler here with me. Julie is the founder and CEO of Empowered Living, a life design and personal development company. Julie's a multi-time TEDx speaker, the host of the USU podcast, and a meditation teacher with over 95,000 downloads on the popular app called Insight Timer. So make sure you download that app, Insight Timer. Julie is such a beautiful soul, so freaking powerful, and I know that you are going to get so much gold out of today's episode. Julie shares so much magic, so much gold around stepping into your power, living your soul's purpose, and really listening to your intuition and to what spirit is guiding you to do, create, share, and be. So when you listen... Hit me up on Instagram at the Spiritual Boss Babe. Let me know your golden nuggets and your takeaways because I know there's going to be a lot of them from this. So, without further ado, let's welcome Julie onto the show. Welcome to the show, Julie. I am so freaking pumped to have you here. I know you are going to drop the gold in this episode. I hope so. It's my intention. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. I, I, I we, you know, we briefly spoke right before this and I'm like, okay, this is already going to go in so many amazing places. I can tell. And it's funny, um, for those listening, Julie brought up like how we can channel basically anything that's coming through us. And we all have this, uh, I guess, infinite intelligence that is working here with us. And it's, Really interesting that you brought that up because I was literally just thinking about this earlier today and like wanting to make a video on it. So when you said that, Julie, I'm like, oh my God, sweet. But anyway, (laughs) so first off, I want to open it up and kind of have you share a little bit about like your story and what really led you to doing the work that you're doing and, you know, doing all these speaking engagements and helping people really step into their power and live their best life and all these things. What really led you on your path to living out your purpose? Yeah. Yeah. It's a really great question. And um, let me just say that (laughs) for me, this is just my story. We all have different entry points into how we kind of, what I feel like is, is becoming really awake and aware and um, more conscious of who I am, what I'm here for. I did a lot of time and I say it like that, like literally it kind of felt like I was in jail for a while. The jail was within myself. I did a lot of time um, really as a, an expert people pleaser and really not connected to my voice and intuition. Um, I was awesome at being whoever you wanted me to be and making sure you liked me and that whatever I was saying felt good. And um, I realized later I'm an empath, I'm intuitive. I used that in a way that helped me to, um, it served, but it didn't serve. And my main way of coping with that and with emotions that didn't feel good, basically anything that was not happiness, um, I, I used and abused food. I consider myself a recovering food addict, um, compulsive overeating, binging, um, a lot of secret eating, a lot of uh, eating out of the garbage, stealing from people's refrigerators. I mean, I got stories for you. I actually did one wow. of both of my talks. I talk about this very, very openly. Um, and it was actually, you know, there's the idea that breakdowns lead to breakthroughs. I had a moment, this was 15 years ago, almost uh, exactly 15 years ago. I was married at the time. I'm remarried now, but I was married to my first husband. And I just remember I was in a horrible place. And I'll just, to make it really short, I had connected with a friend who I think was an angel, like a mother figure. And she, we were talking, she's a therapist. And she's like, you know, Julie, you really sounds like you have a real problem. Like I'd recommend a support group. And I'd gotten the, the address of a 12 step group for overeating. And, um, I really contemplated 
like driving into a tree versus going to the meeting. It was a moment of real, you know, and, and what's interesting here is this was not, I was not an abusive relationship. I had a very loving parents. Like on the outside, there was no real quote unquote reason. Um, but I'd done such a number, such a number on myself, um, lack of self-love, worthiness, feeling good enough. I mean, it just, you know, I could trace it back. A lot of different examples of that. Um, so I, I, you know, it's interesting because I always felt like I shouldn't feel this way. I have a good life. What is wrong with me? But, you know, self-loathing is self-loathing. Internal negativity and, you know, shitting on yourself, it's, it, it leads to the same result, whether someone's saying it to you or you say it to yourself. And so I literally almost ended my life. This, this, I remember this was in May of 2003. And thank God, by the grace of the higher power, something else, I got myself to a meeting. Um, and I remember hearing an inner voice that was like, if you go tonight, your whole life will change for the better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did about 10 years of going to three to four meetings a week. I had a sponsor I talked to every day. Um, and that just opened the door. I got into other coaching and programs and, you know, Julia Cameron's Artist Way. And I did all kinds of other work. And eventually, really what I felt like is I excavated myself. Um, I'm, I'm not as involved today in the support group, but I have so many friends that are part of that community and that just people in my life, you know, it opened my, it opened my eyes to who I really am, who we all really are, which is a divine being. And I, I just, something got awoken, woken up, woke up. And the long short of it is I ended up, you know, really kind of coming to, and I realized I was not in a marriage that was the best for me. And I had two kids under the age of four at the time. So, you know, exiting a marriage like that with two young kids, um, I came down with an autoimmune disease. It was all related to my throat chakra, to my thyroid Mm. Um, decided to leave my job of my cushy day job of 11 years, you know, as a single parent, um, went back to school to get my master's and a lot of shifting, a lot. I've done a lot of that. Um, and I think through that, I've come away with this. We all have an inner knowing and guidance mm-hmm. and it's free. It's accessible. It's, it's our divine birthright. And it has been one of the biggest gifts. Um, it's not been easy. And it, for me, it's a daily practice, but that I would say that was the entry point. Wow. And so from there, like, I mean, I'm sure it was a journey in and of itself, like the whole, that whole experience and like really going through that awakening. Um, and then you like, how did you start like sharing your message? Yeah. So with, I think the gift is because I was so used to, I was so ashamed of my eating disorder, um, you know, this is not like, I always joke, it's not sexy to have a, you know, you know, I don't want to, I have family that, you know, recovering alcoholics, like, you know, you're holding a, a, a bottle of beer. It's like not sexy to have a, you know, a big pack of M&Ms. It's just not. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you don't get pulled over for it, but I think you should. It's a, it was a drug for me. And I, to me, being in a room of people day in and day out that were sharing the same story of all different backgrounds and experiences and what happened was I started to lose my vulnerability, my, my shame around it mm. and started to feel really comfortable. I just realized when I shared, it helped people to heal and it just happened organically. I just, I was part of a community where it was only sharing authentically. So I got, it's almost like this inadvertent, you know, training and how to share my message with that. I didn't know I was doing that. I was trying to heal myself. And then I started wanting to help others. And it's just the nature of that. So my, you know, darkest times has really helped me. It's, it just created this, this grounding of being able to share very authentically, Mm -hmm. um, comfortably. And I think when I started to start, when I started my own business about five years ago, you know, it, when I, when I share anything, I, it's like this natural place I go to of, how am I going to, what can I say it's going to be for the highest good of anyone listening? I love that question. Um, yeah. That's where I come from. And it's that way of being that takes away fear because it's not about me at all. It's never, it's never about me. And when it's been about me, it, that's when it's not worked. Mm. Yeah. And that's really empowering. Yeah. I love how you explained like how once you started sharing it, you didn't feel sh- shame. 
And that's so powerful because like, you know, I feel like so many people have done things that they feel ashamed about at some point in their life or they're carrying shame with them when really when you accept all of who you are and you own your story and you're able to just express that and, uh, you know, own it, it kind of like transmutes the energy of shame into empowerment. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's become one of the biggest gifts. Um, and I remember people saying, you, I forget the way they, they say it in, you know, 12 step world, but it's like someday you're going to be grateful, um, for this, for, for, for having this whole, you know, part of you. And today I do feel that way. I really did not for a long time. I was like, you've got to be kidding. This sucks. Like I have to eat three times a day. It's different than with, you know, drinking, you don't have to drink. Not that it's easy. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do believe, you know, as human beings, we can become addicted to anything, become addicted to social media, to gossip, to negativity. My primary go-to is just, you know, the, the drug of, of sugar and food. Um, so, and it's been interesting having this thyroid condition. I don't call it a disease. I think it probably could be reversible at some point. Um, it's really what's come out of that is this very intense and intentional commitment to love, honor, and nourish myself at a whole different level. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wasn't able to do that at first. It's taken a long time for me, but it's one of the things I love to teach about and help people with because I get what it's like to abuse your body. And I also get what it's like to just to nourish it from a place of you know um, kindness and intuition and, and healing. That's amazing. What, what are some of like the practices that you share with people when it comes to nourishing yourself and your body? Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I ended up, I, I created a, this course called Hungry for More. And I, I, I like looked at it and I was like, oh, there are these kinds of hungers that we're looking for. Um, and I don't believe it's food. I, I feel like it's the satiation for something else, whether it's, you know, hugs or connection, whether it's for um, feeling, you know, joy or feeling, um, it's, it's a feeling that we're looking for or an experience we're looking for. And so for me, that's one area. I have these six H's of hunger, but I think the other piece is back to what you said in the beginning with this infinite intelligence. I really believe, look, if you look back when we're all children and babies, you knew how to eat intuitively. So honestly, I had to learn to teach myself. And so I've done a lot of work around intuitive eating and I'll tell you, it happened today. I mean, it happened today. I could feel I was tired. I didn't feel like doing an activity that I said I would do. And I just was like, oh, I want to eat something. It's just right away. Hmm. And I had to pause and say, okay, I don't think... And I, I checked in. I'm like, I'm not hungry. And that was so sad. I was so sad I wasn't hungry. I really wanted... <laughs> I wanted something, right, to help me. And I mm-hmm. just put my hand to my heart. Um, I got some tea. And, you know, this is like believe it or not, taking 15 years to people to not, to not give into that, not give into it, but to not, um, to really nourish myself for what's needed. Mm. So, um, but a lot of times it's hand to heart, it's doing writing, it's meditating, crying, phoning a friend. I mean, a lot of different tools that I use. I just know, you know, I don't do my life alone and I have a lot of people that I connect with. And yeah. you have your spirit team that you connect with as well. <laughs> oh my God, totally. I have my whole team of light. I, I told all day, I've been, all day I've been asking for support. I said in the beginning of today, please support me and guide me. Thank you for that. And show me signs because I knew today, I could feel I woke up tired mm. and I knew like I need support today. And I've learned there's no shame in that. In fact, bring on, bring it on. Like bring on the support. You can all support me as much as you want. I'm open. Yeah. Have you always been into like the spiritual side of things or was it that experience that really woke you up to that? Or is it something that you kind of always knew was there? Yeah, I love that question, Stephanie. And I think, I think, um, I was extremely naturally intuitive when I was younger, very intuitive. I got feelings, I had signs, um, you know, my best friend of since of age five, she'd always be like, oh yeah, we knew you were psychic then. And I'm like, <laughs> really? I, I, I just thought I was creative. Um, I think that I, it shut down. Um, you know, I, I've learned uh, reading more about being an empath, which is, I think there's 20% of the population is this. It's when you either physically or emotionally or mm. mentally take on feelings of other people, which So means- interesting. I thought it was way more than 20%. <laughs> 
Yeah. I think a real true, you can be highly sensitive, but truly Dr. Judith Orloff wrote the uh, survival guide to an empath and Mm. really brilliant. I actually did a session with her and she was like, okay, you are an empath and I can feel it. I was like, and a lot of times people that struggle with food are empaths. Mm. Uh, You add weight when you eat food, it's protection. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a connection there. I think when I felt not good enough, I felt bigger than every, whatever was going on, boys didn't like me. I mean, I was a late bloomer there. I'm in massive late bloomer. So that was really upsetting. And the way to deal with that, I just protected myself with this. And, and it just shut down, um, you know, it shut down this intuition. I will say, you know, I, I think drinking, I think, you know, pot, I think a couple things will... <laughs> kind of brought that out in college a little bit. I remember having these like, oh my God, I had all these visions. Um, but I, I just, I didn't give them, I didn't really value them. Um, Mm -hmm. I pushed them down. I didn't listen to them until, you know, with my, with my wake up call around, um, ending my first marriage. I mean, I had a literal, like I woke up in the middle of the night with panic attack full on thought I was done. I've had Um, a panic attack before. It's, and so, yeah. So, so scary. Yeah. Just so scary. So yeah. And to just hear the message, I was with a really good person. It's just, what I got was, this is not the right fit anymore for you. And you know that, and Mm. that is not an easy thing to get out of and to, to tell somebody. Um, and I knew it was my truth. And yeah, so I think, I think the experience of going to this support group 15 years ago was the door. It opened the door. Um, and then slowly I keep feeling like it's like, excavating myself. I literally felt like I was digging and digging and some days it felt like, what the heck am I doing? And then I would have like a, just a full blown, wow, I feel, I feel like okay in myself. And that was just, that, that was the gift for a long time. Wow. I can so relate. I feel like, um, you know, I've, I've dealt with something similar growing up with like weight issues and food and feeling very, like becoming very, very quiet and Mm. self-conscious yeah. Um, but always feeling different. Yeah. Like I always felt like I was different. And then I came, I, then I started learning about all the spiritual stuff when I was like a teenager. Um, but I think that now I feel like so many more people are empaths because I probably, because I've been attracting them <laughs> into my audience, yeah. into my life and all that stuff. But it's yeah, definitely a journey. Well, if we're talking, I'm, you probably are one, and I'm guessing most, a lot of listeners are mm-hmm. also going to relate to that. Totally. And a lot of, there's a lot of gifts of that. I, you know, one of my, we all have different gifts and superpowers. I did not realize, um, you know, this people pleasing chameleon thing, I, I can actually, I can read people's energy extremely well in terms of on a lot of levels, both feeling it, seeing it, getting visions of it. Um, and so I'm learning, I've learned, I'm learning how to utilize that for for the positive and then also not take that on in my body, um, Mm. or take that on, you know, if it's not mine to do, not in a codependent way, but it's, um, it's a gift, but it can also be, uh, to be very mindful. Um, it's helped me to be with, coaching. It's helped me with helping people because I can literally get into your energy fields and feel you and then see your highest future. I can see that. Um, but it can be, it can, I can take it. it, it if there's a negative energy going on, I, I have to be very mindful of that. Um, cause I can take that on and then not feel well and it can really affect my own energy. So probably mm-hmm. I'm keeping others listening and you might be able to relate. Yeah. Yeah. Is there something that you do like before you work with people or before you do a speaking thing to kind of protect yourself from other people's energy? I, so yes. And there's more I could probably do. I, every morning I start with, um, so I typically start with, you know, some sort of deep breathing meditation. And then I picture, you know, I have a whole grounding, um, sequence that I do and, and just imagine myself getting kind of showered in light. And then I have this bubble. I kind of, it's very interesting. I've always intuitively had this bubble around me. I felt this bubble around me. I've just felt it. Like I can go into situations and I, it, it doesn't permeate. Um, I have to be careful though, when I'm in a place like an airport or a mall or an event or honestly, like a supermarket, not a high vibration, like Whole Foods, it doesn't happen as much. It's, it's a higher vibrational place. Usually with it's really interesting. Like 
food and, you know, if I'm in a, um, nothing against Walmart, but I will tell you the, and I'm there. Some of my kids like love going there and even target. Like if it's got like a lot of negative vibration going on, mm. like overhead fluorescent lighting. Um, I, since I've been little, since I've been little, I, I had a weird thing. I would like run out of the store. I mean, oh, my wow. mom, yeah. So I'm really sensitive to lighting and to like, I remember people's homes. Like I either, I would not be able to go to a friend's house or I loved going. It's just, I didn't know this then. Now I understand. So, you know, I know how to set up my environment, but I, I do a grounding um, meditation. And typically when I remember like I'm traveling, I'll just, I'll surround myself with light. Um, yeah. Cause it can be exhausting. And you know, my aim is to be of service in a really big way. And I don't want, you know, it, it, it doesn't help if my energy is, if I drain it. Yeah. Like your energy is number one, especially when it comes to like the work that you're doing and, um, and the, the, the message that you're sharing, I feel like we all have to take responsibility in making our energy and vibration, like our number one priority in all aspects. Absolutely. Well, it's kind of this, like, you know, really creating a pristine environment um, Mm -hmm. energy. And, you know, I, I, being a parent with two children that fight a lot, like sometimes that's, that's challenge. And I, that's when I tune into my team of my, uh, my non-physical team. I'm serious. Like my, I I have guides. I can picture the different archangels. I mean, whoever comes to mind, um, you know, whoever pops in, but I, I really, I see myself as a healer first mm-hmm. um, and many, there are many of us. I just totally I help with that. And that's my, that's my divine appointment in this lifetime. So I'm like, I, it's important for me to manage myself. Uh, no one's going to yeah. do that for me. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like we all play like this role in weaving this, you know, tapestry of raising the vibration of the planet as healers, yeah. coaches, people who are just like really sharing their message and I would love for you to dive into like how you really utilize that, like with your guides and like allowing these messages to come through to you. I know a lot of people listening are either intuitive or they, you know, they're they're working on building that muscle and they're you know sharing their message in a big way. I know you talked about that a little bit before this, of like you know being the channel, being the clear channel. I would love for you to like, like maybe even share like how that's looked like for you, how you've strengthened that more so that you can be that clear channel. Yeah, absolutely. So I think there's a premise that I think is important for everyone is my belief. As I always say, take what you like and leave the rest. Mm -hmm. Um, I think number one, understanding that we are all from the highest, most, like when you think of where we all come from, to me, it's this oneness of love. Mm-hmm. You can call it truth, higher power. I don't care what you call it. We come from that. And there is, to me, it's part of how we're wired or this intuition, this living by your heart, this listening, this intuitive um, being is, is natural. It's, it, now we all have it differently. Like for me, I tend to hear it. I see it. I feel it. For some, it's just seeing it. For some, it's knowing. I mean, there's different ways that we, we process our intuition. Um, but I think it's knowing that that is natural. We have been taught for the last 2,000 years that it's not. We've also been taught not to listen to it. So number one, it's getting that this is a natural part of being a, being, a human being. Mm. Um, we all have that ability. Everybody, I believe, has it. It just shows up different. Um, and so the first thing is to just state an intention kind of with yourself and if you have a connection to a higher power, or God, or your team, or angels, whatever you call it, it's kind of this intention, like, I am open. And I like to add in, because there's a lot of different energies out there. Um, but it's just, I'm open to, you know, to receiving at the highest level for the highest good of me and all those I'm here to serve and to be with and to mm. learn from. And I think it's stating that intention. And then from there, you know there's a couple things I would say. Number one, I, I, um, listening to inspirational, high vibrational, um, podcasts like yours, um, one for me. Yeah. Listening. I'm a big Abraham Hicks fan. There's many others to listen to. 
Um, there are many books out there to listen to, but really watching what you're listening to, what you're processing, um, taking TV for the most part, unless it's a positive, like it really ups your vibration. Otherwise I wouldn't really put that in your diet about your vibrational diet, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, I think writing, I do a lot of what I call, I'm actually writing my next book about this on sacred writing, writing intuitively. Nice. So questions that you ask, then you pause, listen, and just write free flow. Mm. I use decks of cards. I created a deck. There are also millions of decks out there. And I just intuitively pull a card most days and then reflect. Um, and then it's that asking, you know, asking for signs, asking for uh, intuitive hits, asking to be shown, asking to have feelings, asking for that to be strengthened. And just really like keeping that, keeping a journal evidence of that, keeping mm-hmm. note of that, listening for that, watching that having somebody, maybe I have an accountability friend and we manage our energy every day together. And we talk about where we're seeing the show up. Oh, and nice. So I think you could even create that, make it, make it fun and joyful in life, but make this like a priority. Yeah. It'll strengthen like anything. And I, I just really believe if you put your focus on, it'll expand. Um, I mean, some of the signs and, uh, all I can say is they've been, especially recently, just mind-blowing. Wow. And we all have that ability. I 100% know that. Yeah. And I feel like, I guess, like setting that intention and asking for the signs and, and doing the work of like writing and asking questions and like just really deciding to be tapped in, <laughs> like yeah. creates uh, that it strengthens it a lot more from, yeah. from the intention. I heard a great metaphor today. I was interviewing someone before and I, he was saying, you know, it's kind of like a vine. Like if you put a vine by your house on a pole, it's going to wrap around. It's going to be beautiful, like around your home. That same vine, if there's no pole to put it around, it's going to go everywhere. Mm. You know, so that intention, like the vine can go and connect to this intuitive level. You just got to like, you got to give it a place to go. Mm. Otherwise it. Like I did a lot of life where I heard it and I pushed it down. I ate over it. I missed it. It's not bad. It's just, I didn't live as it, it, it's for me. It's really like, I feel way more joy when I feel tuned in. I feel more loved. I, I like how I feel feeling like there is a whole team supporting me. It, it's helped increase my faith muscle, you know, just mm-hmm. being starting a business, as you know, I mean, for those listening, if you're entrepreneurial or even have a side hustle, it takes a lot of courage. It really Mm -hmm. does. So I, I've never had a business plan, Stephanie. It has been completely from my team, my intuition. That's what I do. So uh, now I just want to jump into all of that. I mean, because I feel like for a lot of uh, especially female entrepreneurs, I guess, too, because we, we, we have that chaotic feminine flow energy um, yeah. of being creative and all that stuff. So you've never had a business plan. I myself never knew what the hell this was all going to look like either um, yeah. and, and, and really thrive in that creative. But it can also get to me because I'm like, oh, I want to do everything. I want to do like a million projects at once. Yeah. So like, how did that look for you? Um, you say that you've been led and guided the whole way. And I think that's freaking awesome. And, and it's amazing that you've been allowing your intuition to yeah. guide you. But like, how did it all look? Well, I'll say this. I, you know, there's a balance. Um, and this is where, I mean, you could say there's, you know, we're all one, but the, there is in the human form, masculine, feminine, and a spectrum. But I, I think of the different energies, you know, the masculine is more of the goal setting, doing, accomplishing, and then feminine is more receiving, stillness, mm-hmm. being guided. And I luckily have a really nice mix. So I have quite a bit of like, okay, I'm doing that and I'm going to do that. And I focus on and I do it. So what I've done is I think um, I will get clear, intentional. Um, I've definitely been in a place where I've had like 17 things going on and that does not work by the way at all. And I can see that in my, like, I'm exhausted, my energy, my flow, all of it. Mm -hmm. So it's iterated a lot. Um, and part of it is just using nature as a guide, like things, you know, in winter and fall start to die off. Like I just let go of a couple things. It didn't feel great, but I knew intuitively. And so it's like being able to iterate with you know, the question I think is, where's your energy? Where do you feel like your energy is the highest? Where can I be of highest service um, and be abundant? And, you know, using the book Intentionalism um, 
or essentialism, where can I, what is my essential intent? Um, that's recent for me to kind of get more focused. Okay. I'm going to do three main areas. I'm not going to do 17 anymore. Um, that mm. does not take it from me. It does not work. So there's the book, the one thing, you know, just getting that one or two, three of the most things that you're doing, make sure it's all tied in. But what was the book again? So there's essentialism, which is a wonderful book on getting that essential intent. And then there's the one thing, which is a great book. I'm writing them down. Yes. <laughs> Guys, yes. write the books down. They're really, really good. And they're, they definitely have more. The, the one thing has a lot of um, goals and focus, but it's great. It has you work through in all areas of your life. Like what's that mm-hmm. one thing you do that will make the biggest difference? So, you know, I, I just... Um, what I'm doing today looks very different than five years ago where I started. Yeah, I'm sure. Really different. Um, my business plan comes from my intuition, my divine connection. And then, you know, I find people that can support me and I join masterminds or groups or, I mean, I have people that I connect with, so it's not me solo on an Island, but, um, yeah, it's just, I've let that guide me and have accountability people. And that's how I do it. That's awesome. Um, and so what, like, what kind of, how, how has it evolved for you? And I feel like people are going to really get a lot out of this because a lot of people listening are like growing their business. So when you first started five years ago, is it like a core message that you've built on or has it like kind of really shifted directions? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I'm thinking back. So the, my main purpose um, what I really feel is like my sacred contract. We all have them. Mm-hmm. My divine appointment that has not shifted at all. What has shifted is the form and the way that I'm showing up in the different forms that I'm, that I'm using and doing. So for example, um, I got a master's degree in health and wellness coaching. I knew right away that calling myself a health and wellness coach did not feel, um, all encompassing. Mm-hmm. So like I, I created this, I trademarked this term called life designer that felt better. I said, I help people design their best life. And I do it in a lot of different ways. I do it individually. I do it with teams. I do it with groups, communities, retreats. I do it with companies, um, collectively. So I started out, you know, I was doing a lot of individual coaching. I was a personal trainer. I taught bar and Pilates. Like just I was a trainer to have- too. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like I wanted to have free gyms. So I didn't have to worry about that. And I had a couple clients and I was like, okay, I can meet my bills right now. I can like, right now I'm kind of there. So mm-hmm. nothing, nothing above that. But like my goal, my first year was like, let me at least make close to what I was making. Um, and then, and I was, I was, uh, this is a different conversation. I was grossly underpaid. I was a female in a business, um, fortune 500 mm. company and it's fine. It was a good learning. And there was a lot I loved about that place, but definitely underpaid, massively underpaid. Wow. Um, and had a big job. So for me, what was really cool was, you know, by year two to double, I doubled my income and to see that I doubled what I was making there, which was awesome. So, you know, that was like a gift that came from, you know, partnerships connecting. I started to do leadership courses and then I realized, you know, in addition to doing these courses through it, through a, um, as a independent contract, I could also start to make connections myself with companies so I started to do more with companies and teams, me as the main contract, contracting person. Um, and then realized, you know, those who've been, I had already been coaching 10 years. So I started to realize I can not only raise my rates, but I want to be working with not just, um, I want to work with people that are really up to big things. Like mm-hmm. I started to serve. Yeah, it just shifted. So it just shifted. Um, and I think writing books really made a big difference. I really, um, heard it for a year and, and was like anti doing it. I didn't think I had much to say into my soul right now. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. I'm sure. And anyone listening, like if you're hearing this thing saying to write a book, then you better fricking write a book because (laughs) you, um, I had a woman that went through my book and was like, I just found my birth mother for the first time in my life. Um, and I was like, you know what, if only one person got something, then that's like, that's a game changer. So this book, you know, it's not about me. It's not about us. It's about who we're here to serve. Um, and it opens a lot of doors. So that opened a lot of doors. I think I joined the mastermind with other entrepreneurs that were just heart centered, you know, and that connecting being in a community, um, it's shifted a lot, you know, today, um, 
podcast I'm about to start as this TV host now interviewing people. Like I it's know you were t- telling me that before this. It's amazing. Yeah. And you know what? It's just, that's been a vision though, Stephanie, for years. I had wow. that. My, oh yeah. 15 years ago when I was doing on camera work on the side, I was like, what I really want to do is not commercials on bladder control, but like I want to do meaningful conversations where I can help people and uplift people through the me- the channel of media. Mm. So, you know, it took 15 years. It took 15 years to get where I am now with that. Um, that yeah. was a 15 year manifestation. But <laughs> when I found out, I'm like, yeah, that's about right. Like I, I see that, you know, so it's like really getting, we don't know the timing. I think that I, I really think the common denominator is this, this full faith, this full, this full-time faith and trusting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's having, not a matter of if it's just a matter of when matter of when. And look, this is what's helped me. I don't know. Hopefully this helps everyone. And it helps me every day to think of this. You know, it is not about me as Julie. It is just not. I am the conduit for the people and the the part of the world I'm supposed to serve. And Mm. I open myself to being a conduit and a channel for that. And I just trust and let go. I, I, you know, I don't always fully know the plan. I get some vision. Sometimes I don't. And it's just getting... You have a desire. I really feel like I'm supposed to be doing high end retreats, or I'm supposed to be writing a book, or I want to start a you know um, a course, a program, an academy, or like if you have that strong desire and there's an intuition that goes along with it, you better listen to it. Mm-hmm. That is like your direct connection to mm-hmm. source. Yeah, it, it just that's like getting the message and. You know, to me, it's like not to listen to that is missing an opportunity. It's like what Big Magic says with Elizabeth Gilbert, you know, mm. that idea is, is meant for you and not from a scarcity place that someone else is going to take it, but like that is meant to be birthed through you. So that, that's yeah. right. I love that, man. Just so many things just came through you right there. That was like, oh my God, <laughs> I needed to hear that. I'm sure people listening needed to hear that. Um, especially when it comes to the book, I'm working on one of my books as well. And I kept having this uh, idea for this book that I'm working on for a long time now. And there's a few others, but like, it's funny because it's like this pull of do it, like just get it done. And then there's like the other, you know, the voice that's like, oh, it's going to take forever, blah, blah, blah. You know? Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I look, I think what is the biggest game changer for me, I'm starting another book now, totally different genre, not genre, but different, not, I have a series called the Get mm. a PhD in You series. This is different. And get a PhD in You? Get a PhD in You is my first book. And then I did a business edition for like your career. Um, and this one is completely more of a spiritual angle. And I'm, I just started writing it um, a week ago. Oh, wow. Um, I came up with the a longer story, but I had a, a new friend who's a renowned psychic intuitive. She was like, where's your book? Where's mm-hmm. that book? This is the book, your next important book. And I was like, oh crap, I knew that. But I was really like, I don't know. I'm not like, I've not been certified in this crap. And it's like, no, you don't need to be certified. You just, somebody needs to read this because I'm hearing that. And mm-hmm. um, I'm writing it as I go. I honestly, I'm like, it's taking shape and form as I go, but I get it. It, I think when you get your way of being and what you're committed to and that call it that contract, that divine appointment, whatever moves you, it's really about connecting to what makes you feel, you know, that like that, that lit up feeling it's about energy. If you're, you know, so for you, Stephanie, it's like, you know, you got to write that book and whatever that voice is, you know, like it's, it's a normal voice that just wants to keep us playing a little small and that might not, it, yeah, it does take time. It does take time. Mm-hmm. And um, but there are people you can serve with that book. And it sounds like you're clear that you have a book in you. So now oh, yeah. It's already started. Um, it's in process. I like wish I could freaking telepathically write it though. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> and have it be done like that. That's the intention. Get a, The other thing for people listening is I haven't done this yet, but you can certainly record your voice and translate mm-hmm. it. I started doing that a little bit too. Yeah. I'm going to start yeah. doing that. Like I think really quickly when I'm speaking, not always as much when I'm sitting and writing some verbal. So yeah. use you need to, but no. Yeah. Do you do a little bit of both when you write your books or are you just starting to kind of play with that? My first book I wrote by hand. Mm. Um, wow. I, I do not recommend that unless that's your process. It's just, 
long, but it helped me to feel like I was journaling and I'm comfortable journaling. Um, the second one I wrote, you know, on my computer, this one I'm going to be doing probably both voice and uh, I started typing it. Mm. Wow. I'm excited for you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited. I still not sure, but I have the name, I think, and I think I have the basis and then I don't know. Do you want to share the name or is that top secret? No, I think, well, I'm working, it's a, it's a working title and it's <laughs> change, but I actually think I'm, I'm going to just call the book sacred, name of the book. Mm. Sacred. And it's, it's really about this idea of going from scared to sacred. Wow. Um, and how to do that. Um, and just, you know, there's a lot about what I call the three A's, which is, you know, becoming awake, aware, and in awe and how mm-hmm. you, that makes a big difference in living a sacred life. I love that. Thank you. So yeah, cool. I can I can see how like your books probably led to a lot of things for you and for the people that you're helping. Oh yeah, yeah. Get, I would just say this: if you have any, and by the way, people listening, and for myself, I'm saying this, and everyone, it does not have to be a long book. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, I would say um, it's it is the best business card in the world. I didn't do it for that reason. I really did it because it was like literally a voice for a year. It was like you have to write this book. Um, but it, it, it opens doors that, uh, I mean, my whole career changed with my first book. Wow. Yeah. Hands down. Hands down. I can say that. Wow. Amazing. And you publish it on Amazon? It's like self-publish? Yeah, I self-publish. This next one, I'm not sure what I'll do. I might actually seek out a publisher. Um, there's some publishers that are no possibilities. I don't know. I haven't decided, but yeah, I published it through my business. I had, I hired excellent editors, excellent designers. I mean, I had top-notch people review it, edit it, the cover, the whole thing. I mean, it's beautiful. It's well done. And I just figured, you know what? Like it's my material. I want to go use it. So I, I did it through my business. Self-published it. So awesome. That's amazing. Doable. Very doable. Yeah. I love that. So everyone listening, if you have that urge to write a book, write your damn book, including me. <laughs> write it because you wouldn't have heard that. The reason you're hearing it is, that it's, you know, it's a direct line. Like there's something we all, have, I mean, I really believe probably most people have a book to share mm-hmm. and it's needed. We, everyone has a different story. It might be the similar message. It doesn't matter that your story my story, you know, we, we, we relate to our stories and they're all yeah. different. Yeah. yeah. That's so powerful. I'm so excited for everything that you're doing and, and what you're shifting into now. I remember you were kind of saying before we pressed record yeah. that you're, you're kind of expanding and shifting a little bit in your own um, with line of work. What does that look like looking like for you? And I love that you shared that because to people listening as well, I feel like our purpose and our mission is always expanding and evolving as we are. And that's okay. Yeah, it's okay. And it's to be expected. I mean, I love using nature. Nature for me is my teacher and I, I, you know, nothing is the same. Not one day is there, not one moment are things the exact same. So why would we be stagnant? Um, Mm -hmm. you know, so I, um, the long short of it is it's interesting. I worked with a, a dear friend of mine who's a feng shui expert and, you know, I did not have, so believe it or not, I did not have an office or a desk or space for five years. Um, wow. I just worked on my bed. I worked, I have a little, we have a loft in our bedroom. I worked in the like little meditation nook. I worked at the kitchen table and, you know, it worked, but it worked until it didn't. I really needed a space. And I also, we needed to shift some of the energy in our house. And she was amazing. My friend Gina is just amazing. Came over and we transformed. I now have this, this sanctuary studio, um, shifted the colors in my house. Like it's important that matters having space. Even if you're in a studio, like create a little nook for yourself. Mm-hmm. Something. And I think with that, I used the book Essentialism and I got really focused um, and I started to imagine like, you know, what's the, what's the primary intention right now for me and my business? It helped me to get clear. And I realized, you know, I do a lot uh, with groups and teams. And so to do that in a corporate setting where I can help people to kind of tune into their spiritual side, but in a way that's going to translate is really important. There's a lot of people at work that are stressed and feel completely, you know, lost. And so just shifted a little bit in, in there. Um, and realized I want to do more beyond my podcast. And that was where this TV show just showed up. I mean, literally it showed up, but as I said, it was something I intended years ago. So 
you know, for me, it's, I'm really about like asking and I would love to do something more with the, the TV part. We'll see. I mean, I, ironically, I don't watch a lot of TV, but I think if there were I don't shows, either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, but if there are shows like this, I would watch something like, like the show I'm about to host because it's highlighting people's best and it's highlighting what's working and it's highlighting, um, you know, transformation. And I love, I love being surrounded by that. So mm. yeah, that's so kind of, cool. I think the last thing I would say is this last piece for me has been owning my spiritual connection in a way mm-hmm. where I'm not hiding it. Um, it has felt a little like coming out of the closet for mm-hmm. me. Um, and I'm sure that was listening. I'm serious. Like I, my parents are very open, but I was in a marriage before that, you know, they're spiritual, but not in this way, uh, mm-hmm. religion way. And so just realizing people will think and feel what they feel. It doesn't really matter as long as I'm coming from love and compassion well, if you don't vibe with me, that's fine. There are others you might vibe with. So Exactly. And I think it's really common for people to be hiding in the spiritual closet and finally feeling safe to come out. Um, so I think that's amazing. Are you allowed to share what the show is called or any of those details? Or Okay. Yeah, it's called um, The District Life. And it's actually, it's cool. I live in the outside of DC. So it's going to be, you know, DC is an interesting place. Because obviously, <laughs> it's home to our, you know, government and a lot going on in the world and the White House, and you've got a lot of political charge there. And so, I love this because this it's a nonprofit that um, called Thrive Impact, I believe, that partnered with DCTV, which is an actual station, and they are going. We're going to be highlighting and interviewing some of the top leaders of nonprofits, of restaurants, artists, musicians, just really amazing people, companies, owners that are doing extraordinary things that are changing people's lives, whether it's through mm-hmm. culinary or music or drama or, you know, service. And my role is to interview them and kind of showcase the best of the best and to be kind of, you know, be one of the hosts for that. So we're going to be um, piloting and airing it, I think, and we're starting filming in a week. Um, wow. Yep. That's so, so exciting. It's like a national thing. I don't know if it's starting national. I really actually, I'm not sure if it's local and then <laughs> national. I'm not positive where they're going to be, um, how they're going to air it. I know that it's going to be definitely, if you're in the DC, Maryland, Virginia, that region will be um, on DC TV. But I think their goal is to make this more of a more of a national thing. So and that's so exciting. Either way, it's like so exciting that you totally manifested it and are getting your foot in the door with that. I'm excited. I, I am obsessed with focusing on what's working in people's strengths and, you know, uplifting consciousness and, and awareness. So for me, this is like, oh my God, you've got to be kidding. Like I can help people and do it in this format. This feels like, um, it feels like a really great fit. And, and I'll take, and I'll say this very honestly, like, you know, it's, it's great. We get paid. It's, it's definitely not the highest paid thing I've gotten. Like I've done a lot with companies and, and what, what was so beautiful is I could, I mean, yes, I would love that to grow and expand, but it was, my first thought was like, I care less. Like, I'm just happy to do this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes when you have something that feels that much of an align in alignment, don't worry about like, I'm, I, you know, you're getting me at the beginning, but don't worry about the money. Um, mm-hmm. if, you can make that work because it always opens up to other things and, and, and abundance follows everything. So yeah. I'm just assuming Especially what you love. Yeah. Like I'm not worried at all. Like it'll, whatever will be growing from that will happen naturally. So freaking awesome. I'm so excited for you. You feel like you shared so much gold in this and it's so exciting for everything that you're doing, everything that you're working towards and your story and journey is so inspiring. And thank you for shining your light and doing the work that you're doing. Thank you so much, Stephanie. I just, I think the takeaway, I hope everyone who gets from this, it's like, you know, um, my life is not perfect. There's a lot of learning. It's everyday practice of tuning back in, but this is like this path of tuning in, hearing your intuition, having access to, to divine, you know, infinite intelligence. It's our birthright. We are all from this love stuff. And if I can, if this can happen to me, it can happen to anybody. And I actually believe this is, this is what we're meant to be experiencing is, mm-hmm. is joy and abundance. So, um, I hope, 
I hope people got something. I, you know, again, just my story. Um, it's a work in progress every day. I have down moments like everyone. It's just, I really do believe we're, we're meant to have beautiful, abundant lives where we can shine our light. Everyone is meant to have that. I totally agree. And you, you answered my last question. I was going to say, is there anything else you want to share? But I totally agree. Perfectly said, like, couldn't have said it better. Awesome. Yeah, no, and thank you. I think who you are and what you're doing is so freaking important. And I'm um, honored to be here and thankful that I got to connect with you and share and hopefully add gold and value. Yeah, thank you. So where can people find more about you? I'll leave everything in the show notes as well. But if you want to tell them like where they can check out your work, where they can connect with you. Yeah, very easy. Everything is really my name. So my website is just julieriesler.com and it's spelled with the, it's like the store REI. So it's R-E-I-S-L-E-R, julieriesler.com. Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, all of it is is Julie Riesler. Um, and if you're into the the meditation app, Insight Timer, I have about 15 meditations. I have a course on there for recovery from food addiction. I have some um, daily insight programs. Most of it's free. If it's not free, it's like five bucks. It's really, it's really amazing app and platform. That's and awesome. I'm on there as well. Yeah. It's called Insight. Insight Timer. Insight Timer. One of my favorite apps. It saved my life. Got me into meditation. There's wow. thousands of meditations and you can get the free version. The guy, the CEO, I, I actually got to meet him and incredible, incredible person. It's just, it's a beautiful community of about 8 million people around the world. Wow. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. Highly recommend to anybody wanting to add more stillness and meditation and insight and inspiration. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing that, Julie. This was amazing. Thank you. You're amazing. All the high vibes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much again. I hope you have an awesome day and everyone listening, let us know when you listen on Instagram, come say hi. And I hope you guys got so much gold out of this episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day.